Welcome to another edition of Charters Unleashed. Jay Captain and Dale Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Bet Online, Aura, AG1, Mint Mobile, and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning in the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, week one, as hard as it was to endure that, to witness that, <laughs> to have to talk about that. Time doesn't necessarily heal all wounds, but in the NFL, as we said yesterday and earlier this week, there are 16 games remaining in the 2023 NFL season. And as far as I know, you still have to play those games. So week two is finally, thankfully, (laughs) ahead of the Chargers this week as they travel to the Tennessee Titans. So this will be our official Chargers-Titans game preview as we get into everything as it relates to the key matchups for this week. Before we, of course, get into that, Dan Wolkenstein, first and foremost, happy Friday. How are you, sir? I'm good. Happy Friday to you and to Chargers Unleashed and Chargers Faithful. Uh, Excited for the weekend. Big, obvious, understatement. Big game against the Titans coming up here, 10 o'clock Pacific time. In Tennessee, I know a lot of Chargers fans are actually going to be making that trip out there, which is going to be fun. It's awesome. I wish time went opposite during losses and wins. I wish when the Chargers win, time goes slow. I wish when the Chargers lost, it just raced towards the next game. But unfortunately, that's not reality. And it's felt like this week has crawled and it has brought out the worst (laughs) in all the feelings from Chargers fans. Again, it's only week one. There are probably 16 fan bases. I guess now 15 fan bases. Uh, no, 16 because Minnesota lost. 16 fan bases who are all upset going into week two. You know, Dan, that old saying, winning cures all ills, right? But when you, when your team loses, especially in the NFL, it's like everybody got diaper rash. Like, I don't know what it is. And they need to tell the world about it. So I get it. Week one or football is officially back when you get the collective NFL fan bases all together talking about these things. Yes, you you know your father when you come up with the phrase, like, Desitin will cure the Chargers fan base, and the Desitin will be a Titans loss week two against the Chargers. We're going to talk about all of this uh, today, but first let's hear from uh, our sponsors about Aura. Discussed by one Jake Hefner. Have you ever Googled yourself and were shocked to see your personal information exposed on one of those public listing sites? <gasps> Data brokers are making a fortune selling your information to robocallers, spammers, and others who want to learn more about you, like where you live. We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura can identify data brokers exposing your info and submit opt-out requests on your behalf. And brokers everywhere are legally required to remove your info if you ask them to, but they make it super hard to do. So let Aura handle that for you. You could try Aura for up to two weeks using this link that we're going to put up here on the screen. Aura also does so much more to protect you and your family from online threats that you cannot see. So make sure to check out Aura.com backslash Charters Unleashed to get a 14-day free trial and see if your personal information has been leaked online. Chargers, Titans, Week 2 matchup. We've got some updates from the injury front from head coach Brandon Staley this week, as well as from the Titans side. We'll get into the offense versus defense on both sides for both Tennessee's and from the Chargers' perspective, as well as, of course, keys of the game and predictions Jake, let's start off first with the injury updates. Uh, looks like the Titans secondary is going to be without a couple guys. Possibly DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been playing or practicing the last 
few practices, DNPs both days this week. Let's talk about the Chargers side. Updates. Joey Bosa, according to Daniel Popper, with the hamstring injury is questionable. He, they said that he was limited during practice today. I know he was off on the side doing one-on-one drills. Popper had said that he was not in any jersey or any pads or anything like that. It was specifically off to the sides doing drills. Eric Kendricks, hamstring, uh, Dayon Henley, and Chris Rump are doubtful as it stands right now. So you started getting some positive news about there earlier in the week about Henley, started getting some positive news about Chris Rump, and unfortunately it doesn't look like that's going to end up uh, coming to fruition. So it looks like it's going to be a big game for one Tuli Tulipolotu to replace Joey Bosa if he's not able to go. Um, and with Kenneth Murray there in the background now, with without Eric Kendricks and without Dayon Henley, you're probably looking at Eamon as the one that's going to step up to try to fill that that role in the middle of the field. Maybe Tanner Muse comes up. Who knows? Uh, I will say Joey Bosa was talked about by Brandon Staley. He did say that he was doing a little bit more today than he was days prior, so it sounds like it's going to be a game-time decision for him. Uh, Austin Eckler still looks to be doubtful. Uh, that said, there was some interesting insight where Brandon Staley said that if he is not able to go, then Isaiah Spiller would be looked to kind of get a run a bit this week. So depth already being tested at certain positions. That said, uh, the Chargers run game looked pretty darn good with or without Austin Eckler on the field last week. So you look for that to continue. Although this week is a different week. Uh, Christian Fulton, Amani Hooker from the Titan side of the field, uh, not playing. So secondary Looks like it could be even more tested. We know, and we'll talk about the defensive front, and you mentioned kind of healing or winning heals all wounds. Keenan Allen talked about it. If you haven't had a chance, Keenan Allen interview uh, yesterday, he did a great job. Some honest and pretty blunt responses from him. Uh, just one week has gone by. There's still 16 games. Someone's going to win them. Someone's going to lose them. A lot of football to be played, and that continues week two. Jake, does the injury stuff, does that concern you for the outcome of this game? Absolutely. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it, Dan? What were we talking about when it came to reasons that the Chargers ended up losing that game, especially from the defensive side of the ball, uh, outside of the coverage and the adaptations that just didn't end up coming? Tackling was a problem for the Chargers. So, you take out, let's just say for the sake of argument, as it stands right now, that Joey Bosa does not play in this game. Joey Bosa against the run has been considerably good for the duration of his career. I mean, whatever you want to say to him about a pass rusher or anything like that, but in terms of setting the edge against the run, he's been pretty good at that. So now you're going to have a run-heavy concept coming into this game with Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears, which the Titans are probably going to lean on heavily for this one. Middle of the field. Kenneth Murray, uh, you talk about a guy that needs a bounce-back performance after what took place this last week. Obviously, a lot of people needed a, a bounce-back performance, especially on defense. Uh, and now you're taking away Eric Kendricks, who was specifically brought in there to stop the run for your team this year. So how is that position going to be handled? How is Brandon Staley alluded to it that Kenneth Murray was going to be the one that was going to be out there calling the defensive signals? We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll see what happens. Uh, 
So you, you really have to look at it collectively. And Derek Ansley had talked about this during his press conference yesterday after he was done, just basically lauding how upset that the defense was with their performance. He knew that he has to do a better job of getting there prepared. They obviously need to do a better job of going out and executing. Not only did Keenan Allen say that they were pissed off with what happened, you heard Alohi Gilman, if you guys have read the Jeff Miller piece from the Los Angeles Times, Alohi Gilman talked about how pissed off they were. It's something you never like to have a taste in your mouth after a historically bad defensive performance. So all of this is about how you respond. So from a defensive perspective, yeah, Dan, there's hamstring injuries galore all over this defense right now. How are you going to overcome that? So you obviously know who you're going into Tennessee with. You know what the challenges you have to face. And truth be told, I know that this isn't really a spoiler for anybody, but even before we get into the game predictions, to me, this is a must win for the Chargers. You cannot afford to go 0-2 to start off this season, especially after Kansas City had given you a gift and losing that opener. You have to find a way to stay face. In this AFC conference, you still have to find a way to keep up with those horses if your intention is still to make the playoffs this year. Well, let's just stick to the defensive side of the ball. Let's go Chargers defense first, going up against the Titans offense. Jake, uh, where do you want to start? Well, then let's start with the offense because it's, it's weird, and you brought this up just earlier this week. The dichotomy of opponents that the Chargers are, are facing here between going up against the high-powered attack from the Miami Dolphins to the Tennessee Titans, which is more of a ground-and-pound base run game, And it's going to be a very different look as far as what the Chargers are going to be able to come up with schematically, defensively. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill did not have the best week one performance. And he has even said that he is kind of personally done with how he performed against the New Orleans Saints and wants to move on. Mike Vrabel had a couple different comments as far as Ryan Tannehill's play earlier this week, which some took a lot of note on. But just in general, um, you know, questionable as it stands right now, whether or not DeAndre Hopkins is going to play. And he obviously, for many reasons, was the biggest target for Ryan Tannehill against the Saints last week with 12. But you look at the you look at this and everything flows through number 22. So this goes back, Dan, to when you look at the Chargers defensively, how do you scheme around this? Well, Sebastian Joseph Day decided to point out that the Miami Dolphins didn't have that many rushing yards, which is true. But the one thing that so many people criticized the Chargers defense for last year is officially going to be tested this Sunday because you better believe that Vrabel is going to want to make this as easier of a game, more manageable as possible for Ryan Tannehill to have the run dictate the pass. Every one of Ryan Tannehill's passes that he did end up completing, none were going beyond 20 yards. So the explosive passes through the air were just virtually non-existent for the Titans last week. So he's going to want to shorten that field. He's going to want Derrick Henry to dictate the pace of this game. Uh, in turn, keeping Justin Herbert off the field by running that ball, grinding the clock, essentially kind of take the a similar approach as the Chargers did last last week against the Dolphins and having and last run. year and last year against the, the Titans, the same kind of game. There you go. And now I know you were talking about some key injuries here, but on both sides of the ball, this game I think is going to be completely different for the personnel that you have. So I, I'll be interested to see how Derek Ansley schemes schemes this up. But number one that has to be better is actually two points because I literally just thought of it. I was about to say tackling has to be better. But then I also thought you got to put more than one person on Derrick Henry if you see him carrying the rock out of the backfield. You just you, you can't let one person tackle him uh, and expect to get him down. 
Yeah, this is a game where you'll see, in my opinion, if the offseason training camp attention to detail on that gang tackling and the swarming aspect that you saw the Chargers defense perform throughout camp, this is a game where that will express itself one way or another. The Titans offense lives and breathes as is fueled by Derrick Henry. There, there is no other way around it. And weirdly, the Titans kind of went away from that. I think he only had 16 carries last week versus the Saints. I would put a large amount of beer on that number being higher than 16 going up against the Chargers. And if it's not, shame on the Titans because it absolutely should be. You look at the the Titans offense as a whole, right? 25th in passing grade as a team, 7th in run grade, according to PFF last week. You mentioned it, Hopkins in the passing game is like the most targeted guy by a mile. And we don't even know if he's going to play this week. So I'm not sure who would take those targets if anybody would, because it probably should go to Derrick Henry all the time if he doesn't suit up. But in pass blocking, like they're not that great weaknesses across the board. Left tackle, Andre Dillard, Andrew Brewer, even Chris Hubbard's right tackle isn't great. You know, quite honestly, like Peter Skaronsky, the rookie, he's probably their main gem. You know, I would probably say uh, Brunskill's pretty good too uh, in the run game. So obviously the run game is where it's at. That's where their strength is. They have Derrick Henry. Don't forget about Tajay Spears, though. Like that rookie running back has juice. I would absolutely hate to see him carve the team up. But this is where I think the biggest contrast is from what we saw against Miami versus what you'll see throughout the year, but especially this game. The Titans offense outside of Derrick Henry and even Derrick Henry, they do not have that speed, quickness, explosiveness, the likes that we saw from Miami. And that just burns the Chargers. You're not going to see that this week. Like Westbrook, Ekine, Traylon Burks, even Jondre Hopkins, they're not running away from anybody. At least they haven't. So, this is a much more favorable matchup for this Chargers secondary. Off the top stuff, like by Jazeer Taylor giving up things over the top from JC Jackson. Like you're not, I don't think you're going to see that this week. This is all going to be up front underneath. And if they can break tackles, then it's a problem looking at kind of their offense. It's kind of interesting. The, where they target most is all in like the zero to 10 range and anything deep that they target seemingly is up for grabs. Like that, that's where Tannehill just doesn't do well. At least he hasn't. And a fifth of a fifth of the throws last week by Tannehill came in the middle of the field, five to 10 yards from scrimmage. He had Tajay Spears wide open on the left side of the field. I would have gone for seven if it, but he just slightly overthrew him along the sidelines. And unfortunately that didn't end up coming to fruition. So that the middle part of the field, five to 10 yards, who plays there on defense for the chargers? That's where I'm looking. That's where I'm looking. I'm looking at the linebacking core. I'm looking at the star money position. I'm looking at the interior defensive line through that lane. That's what's going to win or lose this game. On defense, no questions asked. Will Ansley respond? Will 
Staley responds. You have to. There is no choice. You have to. And it's been interesting this week. The podium conference ended with Brandon Staley, and I don't think I've ever heard a shorter press. Conference. I was waiting for you to mention this because I saw your tweet out on it. I was going like, I'm, I hope that Dan elaborates on this. <laughs> Literally, I think it went maybe a minute and a half, maybe. And the only questions that were asked, that were talked about, that was mentioned, was about health updates and status going into the second game. And then immediately, when those ended, Staley was like, all right, that's it. Thanks, guys. That was it. That seems like a say less, I tweeted this, seems like a say less type of week where I think this team is so over the Miami thing and is so pissed off, like you said, they don't want to talk about it or about anything. They just want to play. And I hope that expresses itself on Sunday. I hope. I'm not predicting anything yet. <laughs> but I think this team is looking to respond. The question is, will they? And on defense, that's the biggest question. Anything else on this matchup, on this side? Chargers defense versus Titans offense. I think it's pretty simple. Stop Derrick Henry. Eliminate explosive plays downfield. Come out with a W. I mean, I like how you say, you know, the formula is simple. The act of actually doing it is not simple at all. Derrick Henry, this Titans offense, ran for 104 yards against a Saints defensive front that is actually traditionally pretty damn good against the run. 4.7 yards of carry they were able to put up against them. So again, the Chargers front of that defense is finally going to be tested as it relates to the run game. Uh, Dan, I think the... Real quick, I will say, like the 100 yards, while that sounds nice, like... 100 yards isn't good. And it's especially not good for a Titans offense. Like, uh, the Chargers have more than 100 yards per game last year, and their running game sucked. I got that. But when you're talking about a team whose bread and butter focal point is what their offense runs through, that's obviously what you have to stop. But with a alpha male like Derrick Henry, obviously it's easier said than done. The other thing, I'm thinking, is- I'm thinking, real quick, last thing I promise, I'm sorry to cut you off again. If the Chargers can hold a... Titans to 100 yards rushing total, like that's a win. That's a win for the Chargers. Chargers aren't losing if that happens. Spoiler alert, I feel that this is going to be very similar to a score of last year's Chargers-Titans matchup in the overall outcome. And remember, just last week, they only lost by one to the Saints. That wasn't like a barn burner of a game because both Tannehill and Carr were struggling at different points of that game. The other thing, Dan, is is that you got to find a way to create pressure. You have to find a way to create pressure. You do not want the outcome of that Miami performance and what Mike McDaniel was able to scheme against that defense to then become a blueprint for the other 30 teams in this league. You but just see, I go you back, but I go back to that. Like it's that blueprint's nice, but you have to have the horses to do it. And the Titans I, don't have that. They just I, I, simply don't have that speed, explosive quickness that the Dolphins my, do. Other teams point, might. My point is you can find other ways. Look, the New England Patriots aside from Wes Welker, didn't necessarily have the speed. But Fair. you can scheme to get guys free in the middle for just short two-yard dump-offs if you need it to. And they can do that. They can do that. So when it comes to pressuring Ryan Tannehill, you look at when he threw those interceptions, when he was blitzed, when he was not blitzed, it's all very telling. So when he is pressured, doesn't do well. Even when he was not blitzed and it was the Saints bringing just three it still wasn't a good performance. So you have to find a way to make him uncomfortable as much as you can try to control the run game. Like I said, I know it's easier said than done. But Dan, this is 
like you said, I know it's a simple formula, but this by no stretch of the imagination is going to be a simple game for the Chargers to get through. Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans are a very, very tough opponent. 100%. I agree. All right, next side. We'll go Chargers offense, Titans defense. Floor is yours. So Keenan Allen kind of alluded to it yesterday, kind of gave a little bit of a preview to say, I think the passing game is going to have to take over or that we're going to see the passing game take over. And yes, it's going to have to because the likes of Jeffrey Simmons and Arden key and the horses that Tennessee has on their defensive line, it's going to be very hard for the chargers run game to get going. You're not going to see a replication of what you saw from last week in Miami. That's for sure. You obviously have to have it to be a component of the game to keep a defense honest, but this is where Justin Herbert is finally going to have to take the reins and more of my faith in this from an adaptability standpoint between Staley and Moore. More of my faith is, is, is in it from Moore, given the fact that he's proven that he can do that in Dallas in terms of scheming up. And he even talked about it earlier this week in his press conference when people were asking about this. He said, that's part of the NFL and having it be fun, being challenged like that to scheme against opponent defenses and come up with different game plans. So he's going to do that. And I think that this is going to be the game that I think that everybody was hoping to see Justin Herbert kind of take it over and you have this aerial attack. I'm not sure how much of big time plays down the field. You may get a couple more shots at that given the recent injury report in the secondary for the Titans, but this is still Justin Herbert's game to take over. This is still his game to win. I, like you, would like to see a little bit more featured of the speed in this circumstance with these offensive weapons. I would like to see Justin Herbert spread it out a little bit more because Joshua Palmer, and obviously these are all reasons from the standpoint that the Chargers running game was just so dominant, but Joshua Palmer was barely featured in the Miami game. Mike Williams had a flash here and there. Keenan Allen, obviously, to a surprise of nobody, was the (laughs) the focal target of the receiving group. But Donald Parham, Gerald Everett. I would like to see these guys get used in between the 20s a little bit more, more than just having them being red zone targets. So spread the ball out. Give this defense a whole different bunch of looks. It's going to open up areas all over the field. And if you can get to a point where Justin Herbert is even getting to a point where it's snap, quick attack, go. Because Arden Key is going to give a test to Trey Pipkins. I highly doubt that they're going to put him on the left side to Rashawn Slater. Jeffrey Simmons in the middle. Again, the Titans had five sacks that they had against the Saints last week. So they're going to be bringing the pressure. They're going to be able to create pressure and drop actually a lot in coverage. They do not need to blitz as much as you would normally think it is. So this is Justin Herbert's game to take over. Yeah, you you mentioned kind of the the front that's absolutely nasty. Nico Autry, Arden Key, Jeffrey Simmons, all three of those guys are absolute monsters. Uh, I brought it up earlier in the week. 19 of the team's 24 pressures last week came from those three alone. All five sacks came from those team, those three alone. Uh, the team had the eighth best pressure grade through week one, according to PFF. Again, I mentioned uh, Danico, or excuse me, Amani Hooker and Christian Fulton, the cornerback and safety are going to be out. The You're right in the sense that the Chargers offense is going to probably have to be one with passing. And it's tough to go up against a team like Tennessee because they make everything ugly and they make everything muddy and they they're a very sure tackling team. 
seventh best tackling team last week, according to PFF, were these Tennessee Titans. Can't say the same about the Chargers, but that's a different story. Uh, throughout all of this, though, and I think this might give Chargers some hope. And, and while they did create three turn- turnovers from Derek Carr, their defensive grade overall was just 65.2. I mean, that's good for 20th in the NFL. So let's not pretend like this is a world beater of a defense. Like, yes, they have some areas of strength, no doubt. But the Chargers offense is better than the Titans defense in full, if we're looking at the entire picture. So, yeah, the Chargers offense should feast through the air. The Chargers offense, I still think, could actually be successful through the ground. We've seen all offseason how players talk about even opposing people that went up against Ben Taylor said this, like even when you know, the run game's coming against Callan Moore, it's still effective and he could still get it done. And that's what that scheme does. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers run for a buck 50. I wouldn't at all with Austin Eckler. I'll use it as my disclaimer, <laughs> but again, like this is the side of the, this is the side of the ball that I don't worry about. Like I've said this every week and I will continue to say this every week. I don't worry about the Chargers offense. Like they'll put up points against any defense. Well, week one is an indicator. That was a that was a good early sign, but they but, didn't finish. They didn't finish. I think there's a big discrepancy between the, the Dolphins defense, personally, especially without some of the people that they didn't have in their roster, and the Titans ro- defense. See, I I don't know about that because going into that that going into that they're different defenses, obviously, but going into that def- that matchup against the Dolphins. Dolphins side was very bullish on their front seven getting to the chargers. Very bullish. And I talked to multiple folks. I was live on a, what X spaces and I had chargers. I had dolphins fans going crazy about how much they're going to feast on the chargers offensive line. They didn't. I, I look, I'm not saying necessarily that they're going to feast. I'm, I'm simply saying that it, when it relates to the run game, like, yeah, the holes, the holes, yes. the holes yes. that the Chargers offensive line were opening were, <laughs> it was fantastic to Masterclass. watch. Masterclass. It really was. Jamari Sawyer for his first game coming in like that the and league. taking the reins along with, with uh, Corey Lindsley. I mean, just that, just that snapshot of Austin Eckler running through a gaping hole that's like this, and there's just nobody there. Like, literally all of, like, literally all of, you, me, your significant other, my significant other, and daughter, all five of us could have run through that hole. Could do, could do like, you know, <laughs> lock arms and all just like pace right through that. Yes, that's specifically what I was. You're just not going to see a, 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 a replicant of that type of production in this type of game. Can the running back still be a factor? Yes, it's going to have to be. I don't think that Kellen Moore is going to shy away from the run, even as much as his former head coach in Dallas thinks that he should have ran the ball more. But <laughs> I... This is this is going to be a game that's going to have to be won through the air. That is where you take advantage of it. That's how you can nullify a pass rush. You could do a lot of different things on the shoulders of Justin Herbert. Can you game plan for that? Can you take advantage of that? That's that's the way that this offense is going to be able to score points. I hope the Chargers offense can get a little tricky and take something away from that Dolphins game and also just what they've been doing all offseason. You know, get Darius Davis in motion in space. Get See, Clinton was, Johnson on the move. I'm I'm interested in you hearing this, and I a lot of people have like been really brought up 
Quentin Johnston the last couple of days. It's like, look, let, let's stop that right now after one game, okay? We all understand that Quentin Johnston is, as of right now, the number four wide receiver amongst this group, not the number one, not the number two. That is a benefit for a young wide receiver to have when you have so many weapons that the Chargers have offensively. But I'm interested in what you were saying there, Dan, because when you said tricky, I was like, you know, getting Darius Davis involved. I think it's more of the timing in which those certain plays tend to come about. They're not always at the best time. So if you're going to run something like that, obviously the execution of it is the biggest facet, but it's when you choose to run it, mm-hmm. I think are, are some other ones. But yes, as a whole, I would like to see, as you had mentioned earlier this week, the speed get involved into it. So have a little bit more of Darius Davis featured. Obviously, have a package where you're going to have Quentin Johnston featured on the outside. And even if not featured, like... I said like... I almost spent an entire episode without saying the word. <laughs> you almost Dang did it. it. You I almost did it. You almost I did it. it one, I may have said it one other time, but in context. But you know what we're going to do, Dan? From now on, we're going to have, we should have like at the bottom of the screen, you know, like how they normally say days without an incident, you know, and they say like zero. Yeah. And we'll just have days without Dan saying like, and we'll just see how many days we can go consecutively before you break your streak. What's your, what's your ism? Mine's like, what's yours? Oh, mine's also, um, by the way, I have that sometimes. And there was another phrase that I think that I have broken, but when we started this show, it was like on repeat and people were telling me, you got to stop saying that. You have to stop saying that. You say it every five minutes. And it was true. <laughs> I really did. But- Folks, we're trying. We're trying here. Okay? Take it easy. <laughs> As I was saying, I don't necessarily need to see like a package. Damn it, I said it again. I don't need to see a package of Darius Davis getting you know 10 targets. I would be perfectly fine with the Chargers having Darius Davis running some sort of motion and getting zero targets. Interesting. Motion, speed, get the defense on their heels. I promise you that's going to cause conflict. And I promise you, while he probably wouldn't get zero targets because it would work, book it, that will shift the Titans and any defense just like Tyreek Hill in motion did against the Chargers. So that also is this, is true for Quentin Johnston. Are they different types of speed and quickness? Absolutely. But that shiftiness pains defenses, and I would love to see that wrinkle brought in. And I don't necessarily think it would come in because of the Dolphins' offense. Like They probably would have done that anyways, but I'd love to see it. Jake, we're at that point. You ready? It's prediction time. And I'm starting to hate doing this as well, but it puts us in a corner where we have to sort of put our money where our mouth is. I'm happy to hear that you're finally understanding my distaste for this segment of the show. You may not be fully on board, but you're starting to get there. Yes. Jake, let's start with bold predictions. Well, I mean, it's been a long time. Hell, I don't even know if I had ever had... No, actually, I take that back. Last week, it was the second time in the history of this show that I had a bold prediction be correct. Mm-hmm. And that was that the Chargers were not going to allow more than, what was it, Dan? I think it was like 70 or 80 yards rushing. They didn't do that. Unfortunately, 
they gave up a whole bunch of other explosive plays. <laughs> so if I could put one feather in my cap, that would be it for my predictions last week. Bold prediction for this week. Bold prediction, something bold would be Justin Herbert going off over 300 yards and three touchdowns in this game. That would be a nice rebound game for him. I know he's done that plenty of times in the past, but it would be a nice change of pace after you saw the run game be so dominant to see a complete shift in the game plan. And for the Chargers to actually attack the weakness of this Tennessee Titans defense in order to get the win and to do it in a fashion like that, that would be good. Ooh, I have a couple that I'm thinking. I'm deciding if I want to go entertaining bold or optimistic bold. Probably or both, but I'm going to go. I mentioned kind of the speed, quickness, motion thing. Oh, here it comes. Between Quentin Johnson and Darius Davis, between those two players only, you'll see 100 yards and touchdown. Between Darius Davis and Quentin Johnston, between them, there will be 100 yards and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And we're talking all-purpose yards here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think we're going to see an entertaining offense this week. Everybody would love to see an entertaining offense. Still put up. It's funny. You still put up 34 points last week. I'd like to see an entertaining defense. I think is what everybody's, what everybody's fair. Fair. And I'll go one step further on entertaining defense. I'm going to go five sacks by this Chargers defense. And the reason for that, I hope, I think this is why it's a bold prediction. Some of it's an optimistic hope. No kidding. Let's see the Chargers defense actually stop the run. Let's see the chart, or if not, let's see the Chargers offense click and get ahead with some touchdowns to field goals. Where let's say we see like a 20 to 20 to 10, 17 3 sort of game. Tannehill has to start throwing more. They don't got the horses as weapons. I think once that happens, if that happens, Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph Day, Scott Matlock. Leo Mack, Joey Bosa, Derwin James. You're going to see them pin their ears back. So I'll go five sacks there. Final score, Jake. I'm going to go 27-20. Chargers. I know this Tennessee Titans defense is tough. I have been bullish on this Chargers offense all offseason. Week one left me no reason to think otherwise. 27 points, and it probably will be more, but I'm going to go 27 points. 27-20 Chargers. I'm going 21-17. I consider this to be on the lower side between these two teams. I think that there are advantages and disadvantages that both teams can take you know, advantage of, so to speak. I know I just repeated myself there. But uh, this is going to be the first real test since last year that the Chargers are going to go up against a legitimate running threat. Let's see how they can handle that considering that they didn't have to worry about that too much and defensively you have to respond there is no if the chargers can respond you have to respond and in general you have to get a win here so i think it'll be a low scoring affair it's going to be an ugly type of a game where both defenses are going to have their moments and it's probably going to come down to the leg of one cameron dicker yet again that's going to be 
I know I said 21-17, but you could say, hell, it wouldn't surprise me if it was like a 21-20 game on top of that. Um, but it seems like it's going to be a situation like that at the end of regulation, much like it was <laughs> in their previous matchups for them to get past it. It's going to be a tough game, early game on the East Coast, but the Chargers have to come away with a win. There is no, there is no other choice. 10 p.m. Pacific time. Chargers, Titans, week two. There's your preview. There's your matchup on both sides, as well as your predictions. Let's hear yours in the comments. We'll see how this goes. Jake, promise me you will put all of your very heated text messages that I presume will show up in a note section of your phone and then send it after the fact. That's correct. (laughs) Beautiful. For Jake Hafner, Dan Wolkenstein, Charges Unleashed, and LA Football Network, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Enjoy the game. This is it. Week two. Let's get that 